Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. What is going on? How are my fellow travelers doing? I'm doing pretty good. Today is Friday. It is the 30th of October 2020, so we're going to have Halloween tomorrow. My kiddo's a little old to do the trick-or-treating, so she's not really going to miss out on any of that stuff. But I do kind of feel a little bad for some of the little guys out there. Uh, they, They may miss out a little bit. Hopefully, though... COVID won't take too much away. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's get our contact info posted and then we'll jump in with the show. If you'd like to contact me, there are a couple of different ways to do that. There's the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. And you are limited to three minutes on that. If you would rather record your own audio where you don't have any limits and you can, it can be as long as you want, you can, uh, or you can uh, send me a regular email and I'll read it out for you on the show. You can send that to me and the place to do that, the address is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. That's all one word, firearmscafe at proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, M-A-I-L.com. Over on the website, you can check out some of the nonsense I'm up to. There are buttons for YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you like the show and you ever wanted to support it financially, there is also a PayPal donation button on the website as well. And the website is firearmscafe.com. I think that is it. I think that's about it for our stuff. And I'll give this, I'll give the contact information again out at the end of the show. Now, recently I had put out a show, what, three or four days ago, and I wanted to do maybe another kind of quick update to that show because my I had done that show in two segments. And oh, and I'm in the mobile studio, by the way, in case you guys couldn't tell. Uh, oh, and a little bit more of uh, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. On the on the uh, last show, I talked about that I had done the editing in Audacity. And I actually had done that, in, I misspoke, and I had done it in GarageBand. Uh, and I, I don't know. And, and I'm going to maybe edit this show in Audacity and sort of see which one I, I like a little better. There's pluses and minuses uh, for both, I think. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's uh, that neither of them, I think, are as in depth as my my old um, Adobe Audition, which is what I used to use before. It just it just won't pull up anymore. And so, if also if anybody out there knows how to get it to pull up, it basically just says, "Oh, the program isn't working." So I might be able to do a little bit more research and figure that out but if any of you guys have has an idea i don't know if it's just there's been too many updates and so the the um the software is just too old and so now apple or 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 the uh, the imac just can't work with it the operating system just can't work with it anymore i have a feeling that's kind of what it is you know with security updates and other stuff like that anyway if you guys like i said if you guys do know maybe how to 
to get that fixed, go ahead and, and drop me a line, let me know. I kind of lost my train of thought on where I was going. So uh, when I had done, uh, the, on the last show, the last two segments were from, uh, and one the first one was done in September, and then the next one was done in a couple of weeks ago. I think it was like the 16th or something like that. So a lot has happened since those segments were done. And so, like I said, this show may end up being just a, a quick little episode that we drop and maybe only be, you know, it could be 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. But usually I end up kind of yammering on. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but on this one, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try and do audacity and uh, I'll see kind of what I think. So one of the major things is I actually thought that uh, Amy Barrett would not get confirmed, would not get sworn in, any of that stuff. And I was wrong on that. I thought, well, if she did make it, it would go well past uh, the election, uh, November 3rd. So, and, and we'll talk about some of the election and what I think are, you know, are we going to know the results, that type of stuff. With her, supposedly what this does on the Supreme Court is it makes it a basically six to three. You've got, in theory, six more conservative-leaning justices and three that are going to be more uh, liberal-leaning. And so that's why when a lot of times you hear that they're trying to ask Biden, are you going to stack the court? Meaning that would he appoint, let's say, another six judges and then that would give them a nine a nine to uh, six majority and pretty much they could just kind of overrun whatever they're going to run. They can do, they can get whatever comes up through. It's always going to have a liberal slant to it. And I suppose if I was a real liberal person, I wouldn't be too happy with all the conservative judges that that had done that. And I'd even, I've even seen people criticizing Ginsburg that she should have quit, she should have retired while Obama was in power. Uh, and, and then, you know, like a, like a year before, like his third year, she should have gone ahead and quit. And then that way, or even the second year, and then that way he could have made sure to get a, a liberal person to uh, replace her. But that stuff right now is neither here nor there. We sort of have who we have. The question that I have is, when we look at somebody like Kavanaugh, I know in on some things I think, and I can't I can't give you a specific example, but I know on some things he's gone maybe more with, and sided with maybe some of the liberal people. If you look at Gorshitz, Gorsh, I, I can't remember how to say his last name. Anyway, I always kind of liked him, and I kind of I, I thought I would like Kavanaugh. I think I st- the jury's maybe still out on him a little bit, but I think I like him, and I think I'm gonna like uh, Barrett. So we'll see how she does. Um, of course, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't really attack her in the way that they attacked Kavanaugh, and they can't raise too big of a stink because then they're going to be seen sort of as anti-woman and all this other stuff. There were, you know, and not I don't think by any of the senators, but I'm sure there there were some rumblings that she adopted some kids that were a different race from her. I don't know where they're from or even what race they are. I I have no idea. And she was asked some questions maybe along those lines, you know, do you disavow white supremacy? And it seems that the liberals were mostly concerned with the abortion issue. 
Is she going to overturn that type stuff? Uh, and from what I saw from the brief interviews that I did see with her, I liked her. I liked her presence. I thought that she maintained a cool head. I thought that when when they tried to maybe trip her up or tried to do stuff, and like I said, they couldn't really, they, they didn't have too much stuff to go after her on. But she, you know, she maintained uh, her composure. I liked when she kind of punked that one guy when he asked her, you know, let me see that notepad, what's on there? And she hold, held it up and it didn't have anything. It was just, a, you know, like a, a Senate notepad. Uh, so anyway, I, it, will, it will remain to be seen that if some Second Amendment cases come up, which I have a feeling they might going forward, no matter whether Trump is elected or, or re-elected or Biden is elected, I think we're going to see some cases that are going to make their way up there. At that time, will she be somebody who is what you would maybe term an individualist or uh, an originalist? Some people have called her. When I say an individualist, what I mean is that does she believe that the supremacy of the individual takes, you know, reigns supreme? So is the, is, is the individual right greater than the rights of the whole type things? And that's that's sort of how our country was founded is that you don't get to suppress somebody just because either they're in a they're in a subgroup or even if they're kind of in a majority you don't get to suppress them you know that you don't get to say well you don't get this right because you're in the in group A and if you were in group B you would get it so we'll see how she rules on things i think and again if i had to sort of lay odds on it i think we we probably have somebody that is going to be favorable to us here in gun world so i i was happy about that kind of doubling back to the last episode a little bit when we talk about well if trump gets in are we going to get more kind of conservative judges who again might be more friendly to us in some of these lower courts so that some of this stuff maybe doesn't even make it. So if we could take back the Ninth Circuit, which is, you know, like California, Arizona, and some, some of the stuff over states over here on the, on the uh, West Coast and Southwest. So if we could take those back, you know, that would go a long way to uh, reversing a lot of this nonsense. Now, speaking of nonsense, a lot of you guys, I'm sure, are uh, aware of some of the stuff that the ATF has been doing. I wish I could say that it wasn't business as usual for them, but again, we see, and I won't go into into too much depth about it. You can, if you uh, go over to to YouTube and you Google uh, ATF, or you just or you just uh, search ATF and uh, pistol braces, a lot of that stuff is going to start to come up. Or if you can Google it, you can probably find stuff that's going to be. Uh, relatively new or, or current, I guess I should say. And maybe don't even use Google. Use something like uh, Start Page or DuckDuckGo. Uh, something I always try and not use Google. I try and use other things. Sometimes I have to, and to be fair and to be honest, I have to admit that sometimes Google gives me better results. But I usually find that with something like either Start Page or DuckDuckGo, that it's fine. I, I generally get kind of the same amount of stuff. So anyway, to, to kind of sum it up, basically it all started out when the ATF was sort of, oh, I'd say under the cover of darkness without being too hyperbolic. 
they were sending out these letters to certain manufacturers and certain companies and saying, hey, if you're selling this thing with an arm brace and we're not going to consider it a pistol anymore, it's actually going to be either a short barrel rifle or it's an AOW, which is any other weapon. And one of the companies was, I believe it's called Q, and they make the Honey Badger, which I thought was a neat little gun, but you know, I don't know that I would necessarily buy one. It's a little pricey, but anyway, the whole thing that they're doing, and and with some of this other stuff that's released, there was a a, uh, a law firm I believe called Wiley or something like that. And again, if you if you go onto YouTube and you look at something like either uh, Mr. Guns and Gear, or if you look at Military Arms Channel, I think Guns and Gadgets has some breakdown. Anyway, there's there's a bunch of stuff that you can find. Uh, Colion Noir has a, a little bit of a breakdown on that. Uh, and so there's a lot of stuff that you can find that kind of goes over it in more detail. So I'll just give a quick summation. Basically what the ATF is doing is they're saying, hey, to these companies, we think that you're maybe not following the rules or that you're skirting the law, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of make sure that you have no idea what's up and what's down. So if you look at some of the wording that the ATF is using, they're redefining kind of what's a pistol. They're redefining what's going to be allowed to be imported in. And you may say, well, this is just going to companies and manufacturers right now. How does that affect me? Well, if you have a braced pistol, if you had one of these honey badgers, are you now a felon because you're actually in possession of stuff, of something that's either an AO, well, basically it's an NFA item that you haven't registered properly. I think the reality of what they would do is they would probably give people time to register them if they said, okay, if you have a uh, what we're going to term a pistol, they would have to say you can't have a brace on it, and you're gonna either, or you're, or if you do, you're going to have to register it as an AOW, which is a five dollar tax stamp, or you're going to have to register it as a short bell rifle, which is a two hundred dollar tax stamp, or they may even say, oh no, you have to send it into us, even if you're an individual or a trust, you have to send it into us, and we will determine whether it's what it is and then we'll get back with you and then you have to go through you know an FFL or some other type of you have to jump through all these hoops so again it's that thing of where they it, it, you have a an agency you know that is in the that's under the Department of Justice which is under the purview of the legislative not legislative the executive branch and you had Trump that had issued basically this thing that uh, an executive order that basically said, look, you can't just do, you can't just make these determinations willy-nilly. And then, so what the agency did to get around that is they said, oh, well, we had, you know, part A of our agency was doing it. Now we're going to have part B and they're going to go after people that are, that are more uh, criminal. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it, is it um, a little suspect that they're doing this right before the election? And then also with that company Q who makes the Honey Badger, they had sort of, I guess, kind of gave a little pushback and said, well, hey, you know, what's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. And then ATF ruled a stay for 60 days. Well, of course, that 60 days is going to be up, I think, end of maybe end of November. Or I'm not exactly sure when. So it may even go into, you know, end of December. I don't know. 
But it seems like they're kind of maybe throwing some stuff out in case Biden gets in. If Biden doesn't get in and Trump stays uh, and gets reelected, then they can just they can walk everything back if they want. Or if he tells them to, they can say, oh, well, you know, if you look at our verbiage here and how we worded stuff. And this is another thing that's wrong. They basically said, look, even though we're saying this today and this is what they said directly, this is an, an interpretation. They said, even though we're saying this today, it doesn't have any binding effect on us going forward. So what that means is, let's say October 30th, today's date, they can say, oh, no, your your uh, SB tactical brace that you have on your, uh, I don't know, like uh, some Noveski gun or something like that, or what you know, whatever manufacturer, or your BCM, AR pistol is fine, and then tomorrow they say, nope, it's not, and now you're a criminal. And if they want, then they could come after you. Uh, if they found out about it, I guess they could come after you criminally. So I don't know. I tell you what, for years and years and years, the ATF has has basically been seen as a rogue agency. And I don't know why. Well, I guess I probably do know why. Government never really wants to rein itself in. And that's why they're not going to rein in that agency. But they, you really, there really needs to be a house cleaning over there. And I know there's some people out there who say, well, look, I know these agents and they're decent. And they're, you know, they're, uh, they, you know, try and help me. And there's, there probably are some pretty decent people in there. But the problem is, is when you are in the giant bureaucracy, you can't count on that, that person who's actually decent. They're not making decisions. They're following orders. And when it comes down to it, the reality is, is that agent is not going to fall on the sword for you. They're not going to give up their job. They're not going to give up their benefits and they're not going to give up their pension because you had a brace on your pistol and didn't register it as an AO, you know, an AOW, let's say if that came to pass, you know, what would I do if that, if that came to pass? Because of, you know, I've talked about that. I do have a PCC and I'm planning on using it and running it with a brace. If it came down to it, um, I don't know. Because, again, the ATF has that stuff where they say if you have all the components under one roof, then there's intent to construct. But And, again, they wouldn't care that if when you bought all that stuff, everything was fine and legal. They don't, they don't, they don't care about that stuff at all. They will hammer you. That's why, you know, when you're prosecuted by the feds, why do you think that they have such a high prosecution rate? It's because there's, you've, you've got, it really is a kangaroo court. You've got no way to win. And... You know, this is a little bit of an aside, but there was a guy, I think he's called, oh, let me see if I can find it here real quick. I can't, I can't remember um, exactly what his, it was lead something. And he talked about like the ATF lead therapy. So he talked about how the ATF came and came to his house. And what had happened was one of the guns that he had sold or to somebody somebody else either got stolen from them or they sold it to somebody else he had originally i think bought this gun probably through an ffl and so there was a record of it and they traced it to him and they came kind of knocking on his door and long story short they basically said that he because he was a collector and he buys tons of guns and he sells you know and a lot of us do that a lot of us will let's say you buy like a Oh, I don't know. 
like a Glock 21, and you're like, oh, I thought I'd like it, but I didn't. And so you sell it to somebody, and then you take that money, and you go and buy a Glock 19, and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm much more happy with this. And that's kind of what this guy did, although he would buy like lots of cheap guns that he liked. And if you go and listen to his story, it's interesting. But basically what they did is they made a determination that he, and they gave him a cease and desist on that you're not to sell any more guns because we are basically saying that you are an unauthorized firearms dealer, that you don't have the proper paperwork and you don't have an FFL and all this other stuff. Which, again, you know, when you look at stuff like that, it's, it's, it is pressure, and they know the word and, uh, is going to get out on stuff like that. Uh, it's all part of, uh, and you can say, oh, that's kind of conspiracy, but I think it's, it's a part of, you know, if we, if we kind of put pressure on people, it's a way to, to end private sales of firearms. Anyway, like I said, the, the ATF has been a rogue agency for years and years and years, and it really needs to be if not dissolved, uh, reined in dramatically. Uh, and in fact, you know, we could go down the rabbit hole on a lot of, a lot of these quote-unquote law enforcement agencies that really need to be uh, pulled back. They need to be put back on the chain, uh, and especially ATF. They just, they, it really seems like they just do whatever they want, whenever they want, to whoever they want. So, uh, let's see if did I have anything else that was going on? Uh, anything else that I wanted to talk about? I think that's a, maybe about it. Uh, we'll do a little, a quick little segment on politics, and then we'll maybe draw it to a close. We have uh, Arizona has become sort of one of those. What do you call it? Maybe not necessarily a swing state, but it's one of those battleground states where uh, Trump and Pence and those guys have been coming out here a lot, and that's because I think it was it was pretty close. I think. If it were anybody else other than Trump, Arizona really wouldn't be a battleground state. But you have a lot of people who would normally vote conservative who hate the guy, and are are and and quite well. And it's unfortunate because they're really the Democratic Party is really when you look at it is really going socialist. They're going you know above and kind of beyond on some of this stuff. But anyway, a lot of those people, you know, if you're not a gun owner, you don't really give two craps about a gun. Uh, and, and some other things, you may say, well, heck, anybody else other than than Trump. And so I think that's why it's going to be close. I think he'll probably still take Arizona for us. And again, we've talked about why our Senate race out here is important. We have one Democratic senator who has another four years to go in Kirsten Cinema, although she seems to be rather moderate. But I think if push comes to shove, she'll vote with the party on anything gun control. And then we have Mr. Gun Control himself, Mark Kelly who I, ugh, I just do not like this guy. He, you know, he's going to be a typical crooked politician. He's done a bunch of shady stuff in the past, but he is super, super anti-gun. And if we get him in the, I don't know, like I talked about on the last show, if we get him in the Senate, oh man, he is going to lead the charge and really try and screw us over here in gun world. Uh, he's, he'll, He'll be in favor of magazine bans, assault weapon bans, all sorts of stuff. And he's in favor of, no, you don't get to have them, you got to turn them in, all this other kind of jazz. So I think, and he's running against McSally. I think, again, it's going to be kind of a, a close race. I hope, I hope, I hope 
for us, at least here in Arizona, that we get McSally in. And also just in for the Senate in general, you know, that is going to be one more Democratic senator. And we're going to probably lose the Senate. Now, it depends. I mean, if, if we could lose out here in Arizona as far as, you know, having somebody who's not a Democrat win. And maybe in some other states, things kind of switch back and forth. And so, you know, the numbers stay about the same. Uh, but we'll have to see on that. Uh, and so, again, like, so let's let's say if they retain the House, the Democrats retain the House, if they win the Senate, and if they win the White House, we are in for some, some battles. Now, I did hear an interesting thing. And, of course, you have to take some of this stuff with a grain of salt. But it was actually from... Michael Moore, who's that filmmaker guy who did Bowling for Columbine, and I guess he got his claim to fame with uh, Roger and me to think about what was going on in Flint. But what he is saying is, he's saying it's very, very similar. A lot of these polls, it's very, very similar to what happened in 2016. And he said, you're getting all these polls where it seems that, Bri- that excuse me, Biden is, is out in front, and he's saying, whatever those polls are saying for Biden, you should cut those in half. Because he said that, number one, he said Trump supporters are very suspicious and don't trust any of these polls. And so they don't generally tell the truth. And then they said that there's also people that are just either maybe they're conservative, maybe they're Democrat, maybe they're uh, independent. And again, they're not going to say who they're voting for. It's, again, it comes back to that sort of that secret, secret Trump voter stuff again. Where because it would it would be seen sort of as you know socially wrong to say or in their group or whatever. So but but I you know to say they're going to vote for Trump, but they're going to vote for Trump. A lot of them are, and a lot of them are going to say if they believe, let's say that Trump didn't really screw up the, how the the virus was handled. A lot of people kind of think he did. Some don't. Some people kind of think, well, no matter who was in power, it, this stuff is going to happen. If they say, well, if we look at that prior to the virus, the economy, whether you think it was a bubble or not, was doing better. I had a job. My brother had a job. Uh, If you were a person of color, you may say, oh, unemployment for us has gone way down. Or if we want to look at employment for us has gone up, you know, for whatever subgroup we're in. Hey guys, you got time warped again. I got kind of cut off there a little abruptly. Uh, I'm back in the mobile studio. It's actually, I think I was recording on Friday. I got a phone call, and since I was on the iPhone, what happens is if you get a phone call, it just it shuts off your recording. Uh, so anyway, like I said, it was on a Friday, which was the uh, 30th of October. Today is actually the 2nd of November. It's a Monday. And of course, tomorrow is our big day. Uh, I'll finish up if I can remember kind of what I was talking about. I think I was talking about that when people are leaving the polls, they're going to sort of be, uh, they're, they're not maybe going to say actually who they voted for. So it's uh, because it's Trump, a lot of people aren't going to be willing to sort of announce that. Uh, and actually the term that they used last election was a secret voter but what they're they're calling it now is a shy voter uh, 
meaning that they're just going to kind of keep it close to the chest type thing. Uh, also, I think we were finishing up talking about that if you believe the actual employment numbers and looked at the economy, uh, generally it seemed to be doing better. Some people, again, like I had mentioned briefly on Friday, that it was going to it was maybe a bit of a bubble. That I'm not 100% sure on. What I do know is when you look around and you see construction starting up again, you see, and this was, of course, before COVID came, but when you see all that stuff happening, if if people think, well, look, COVID, we're kind of getting over it, even if we kind of have a few more waves, eventually there's going to be a vaccine, the masks seem to help, and if you don't believe that, I tend to be a person who believes that they do help. But if you're a person who doesn't, if other people are wearing a mask, what do you care? Uh, But anyway, I I don't really want to go too far down the rabbit hole on that stuff right here at the tail end of the show. So let's talk about real, real quick, kind of the day before, and we'll kind of maybe, uh, what do I want to say, maybe summarize a little bit what I think is going to happen. And I will be a little bit Arizona-centric since that's where I am and that's what I know about a little bit. I think the race between McSally and uh, Kelly is going to be almost too close to call. I, At this point, I would maybe give a slight, very, very slight advantage to McSally. But I think it, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't happen this way, but I think it might be something like what happened when she ran against Cinema, that all of a sudden they're going to find all these votes that were laying around there. So we'll, we'll see on that. But again, um, if, I guess if I had to lay odds, if somebody said, okay, pick one, who do you think is going to win? I would give it a very, very slight edge to McSally. In that, here in Arizona, we didn't have too much unrest. We had some, but it wasn't where the whole... You know, the parts of the state were on fire because of protests and things like that. Uh, you know, so we didn't have, uh, where was it up in, uh, uh, was it Oregon where all that n- nonsense went down? Or was it Washington? I can't, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I know a, a bunch of nonsense went on in both of those places. Uh, but where was the chop zone? I can't, like I said, I can't remember. I think, was that Seattle or was that Portland? I don't know. Anyway, all that to say, I guess, that that stuff didn't really happen here. However, if that stuff is still in people's minds a little bit, I think they may tend to want to go more law and order. And so people would say, well, we don't want that type of a thing to come here. And also what may have it go slightly toward McSally is people may actually say, well, hey, we've already got a Democrat in, in the Senate. So... Uh, my fingers are crossed for her. I look, and I I don't know. For me, she's kind of the lesser of two evils. I don't think she would strike a blow against us in Gun World, whereas Kelly will definitely will do it. I don't know how much of again like of an appetite there'll be for that, especially with everybody and their dog trying to buy guns. All these people that wanted to get a gun, kind of when they wanted it and found out, especially if they were in a more liberal state where there's a lot more gun control they found out well i can't just go down there and get it they also found out too and this is the thing that i haven't heard mentioned quite a uh, very much but when you really think about it the gun industry yeah it's way bigger than 
you know, a, a, a local guy who's got his own painting, house painting business, but it's not, it's not like Walmart. You know, they, they don't, while they are, it is a big industry, especially if you look at it as a whole, it's not this gigantic industry where they can just ramp up production and all of a sudden the market can just be flooded with stuff. It doesn't really work that way. What we've seen and that's what a lot of people don't realize. And now I think that maybe because that the ammo drought and the, and the firearm shortage at first kind of affected a lot of regular people, I think a lot of those people are seeing like, oh, the gun industry isn't as big as we, as we think it is. Because when these, what do we want to call them, runs or crises or, or crisis-y, how we say it, whenever that stuff comes, we see that they can't, they can't, meet demand production cannot get ramped up ramped up enough to when there is actual real demand uh, they just they can't do it and a lot of times what we see as in any industry not just the gun industry but as in any industry when they are starting to ramp stuff up and machinery is starting to be run you know 24 7 for weeks at a time that's when you start to see some quality control stuff uh, that stuff starts to go down, starts to slip, all that other stuff. But anyway, let's uh, let's kind of get away from that for a, for a moment. We'll circle around and come back to it here in just a second. So what do I think is going to happen tomorrow? I think, again, it is going to be relatively close to call. I do think that there will be a lot of those secret Trump voters out there who will never, even 20 years from now, they'll never admit that they voted for Trump in uh, uh, 16 and they voted for him again in 20. You know, it, for for me, is the person that I would want to be president president? And the answer is no. And usually, the people that I vote for, they don't really have a they don't have a chance. So a lot of times, my votes are more what you would call maybe like a protest vote, or they're a vote that maybe goes toward trying to get like a third party, at least ballot access, stuff like that. I think out here, well, we'll go on a state level. I think out here Trump takes Arizona for as much as they're saying that this is a battleground state. And it is because they have been out here a, a lot. I still think he he takes, uh, he takes Arizona. Uh, it may be close, but I think he will take it. Some of these other uh, battleground states that were always traditionally uh, Democrat strongholds, you know, maybe he's going to have to kind of rock him, rock him, sock him robots and those things and kind of fight it out. Uh, again, we'll have to sort of wait and see on what's going to happen with that stuff. Overall, though, I think, I don't think Biden wins this election. I think Trump takes it. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a landslide, but I think it, it will probably clear enough. Some people are saying, oh, if you think that you're going to get the, the election results by, you know, close of polls on, you know, tomorrow evening when everything is finally closed and all tallied up, they're going to say no. Uh, some people are going to say it's going to be a couple of days after to a couple of weeks, maybe even a month before they get everything kind of counted up and all that other kind of stuff. So we are going to have to just kind of wait and see on that. But I think if... if Somebody said, okay, you know, call it. What do you think is, what do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to be the next, the next president? Is it going to remain Trump or is it going to be Biden? I would have to say, I think it's going to be Trump. Uh, 
I think there's going to be a lot of hue and cry, but I think at the end of the day, when all the dust is settled, it will be Trump. And like we've kind of mentioned and talked about before, if it's Trump, I think that probably within six months to a year, I was really kind of thinking about this the other day, probably within six months or so to a year, if there isn't long-term civil unrest and violence, and by that I mean more than maybe like a week or so after the election, I think, um, again, within that six-month to a year period, we'll probably see, and I know I'd, I'd, I think I'd mentioned earlier, maybe I thought it would go longer than that, maybe even a couple of years, but I think it probably would be six months to a year. Things will settle back down and gun gun availability and ammo availability will come back to normal. Prices will drop back down. If Biden wins and it is not challenged, so let's say that Biden wins, let's say it's a landslide. It's something like, you know, he gets he gets all but three electoral votes or something like that. You know, then of course, uh, boy, I don't know what happened. I you're going to see panic buying like you have not seen and on everything. Everything is going to go away. Magazines, you know, ammo is going to, you know, you won't see it. You know, it'll be back to the days of people uh, lining up outside of the stores to get one box of 100 rounds of 22. Nine millimeter, everything's going to be gone. Some of the more esoteric stuff may come back, maybe 44 Magnum, something like that. But I, I foresee stuff like 357. That's just going to be gone because a lot of people went out and bought when that's all they could get. So they, and now they're going to want to say, "Well, shoot, I've only got twenty rounds. I want to get at least a, you know, a thousand or something like that." So even that stuff is going to kind of go away, I think. And again, this is with the with Biden winning, and especially if it's a thing where they the Democrats have the White House and they take over the Senate, and then they've got the um, the House of Representatives. Boy, those. In in the next, I think it's what, two years, the House will be up for it again. Um, And if I've got my dates right. And then I think the Senate, there would be another election. And I think in four, well, I know it's every six, but they're not all elected at once. So I think it's because Kirsten Sinema came in a couple years ago. So she's got four years left. So I know there'll be another election in four years. So anyway. Again, you will see every single thing will be gone. Shotguns, lever actions, 22s, single shot. Every single thing that's a firearm will be gone. All ammunition will be gone. And they used to say, oh, even during the big panics, you could always kind of find shotguns. That stuff, I'm telling you, it's going to be gone. And I know a lot of people, what they did back in 2016 is they ordered the night of, especially when they saw, and this is what you saw, like you could you could actually kind of track it. It was funny. You could track that. You could see ammo would still be there. It's, it's different now because you just can't find it. But back in the past, even on election night, you could see stuff was still there. And then all of a sudden when Obama won, it was just gone. When it was When it was clear that, oh, he's got the vote. So... Again, will it'll it'll be very interesting to see. I do expect this election is so weird and so odd and with the people we have running, you know, you've got Biden who is kind of a 
stumbling mushmouth who they're well and then you've got Trump again he's a mud monster but I'm wondering if it's too that this this message of really taking the our our form of government much more down a socialistic path I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that want it because they've never lived under it. Anybody who's ever really lived under a totalitarian socialistic regime and been able to get out doesn't want to have anything to do with it. So anyway, I did want to kind of close out the show. I think that's about it. Um, I probably won't. I may do a quick thing. I'm going to try, like I said, today is the second. I'm going to try and get out this stuff, get it edited and out today. I'm going to be using Audacity to see if I can just zip through it real quick and and get it kind of punched out so that you guys can, it'll hopefully drop tonight. And then I think what I may do, I may do kind of a quick, a quick show, depending on how it goes uh, tomorrow, depending on, on what it is. Now it's funny. We don't have regular tv anymore all we have is just like streaming stuff that we do Uh, i hardly ever watch the news Um, sometimes i'll get stuff off youtube or i'll I'll find things online so i will probably do something online where i'll go back and forth in between something like fox and then something like cnn or uh, msnbc and just jump back and forth on those and i'll kind of monitor it on and off i won't do it too close Uh, so all right, my friends, I tell you what, I will, uh, like I said, try and get this drop tonight. So hopefully it drops on the 2nd, November the 2nd, if you're hearing this. Let me give you my end. Uh, I, I may do, depending on the results of the, uh, the election, I may do a quick show, even if I just drop like a 15, 20-minute thing where I kind of comment on what I think is going on. Uh, let me go ahead and give you the... Contact info again real quick. The area code, or excuse me, the voicemail is area code 206-745-2731. And the email address to send either recorded audio or an email is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word. Firearmscafe at proton, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot com. Uh, remember over at firearmscafe.com you can find stuff if you want to check out my YouTube or Instagram, any of my social media stuff, anything that I have is all listed over there. Alright guys, I will talk to you hopefully very, very soon.
I'm not gonna get 